0: Unless in the event of health or culture, I do want to make sure that everybody just knows in general that I do make the rules for food when it comes to November. Um, or I make the rules for November when it comes to food. Um, and and there should not have been anything crunchy anywhere near the mac and cheese that you possibly partook t- to partook t- partook t- partook t- partook t- in recently so um if there was something crunchy um i do forgive you uh next year maybe we can't do that again <laughs> so i'm so glad that you were able to be here to hear this important information again it is void if it was for health or culture uh other than that i do make the rules so so <laughs> Good morning, good night, and good welcome to the Jamie Grace Podcast. Hi, I'm Jamie Grace, and I'm so glad that you guys are here. Today's episode is a pep talk for single people. Now, I'd like to make sure that anytime anytime before I do a pep talk for single people or just an episode about singlehood in general, I try to make sure that I give the disclaimer at the beginning that this episode may not be for every single person that's out there. Um, A lot of people listen to a lot of my music that I wrote and shared when I was single um, 10, 15, 35,000 years ago ago. And so, um, you know, a lot of times people are kind of like, yo, where's kind of the, that stuff right now. Cause I need it now. So if you feel like you're in that place, if you're tired of being single or and or if you're tired of the people around you being tired of you being single, even if you love being single, um, this episode might be for you, but it's okay if it's not. I just I don't want anybody to be like, who is this girl that thinks she knows all? I don't. Well, except for when it comes to cheese in the month of November, I do get to make all the rules. Other than that, um, if this episode's not for you, that's okay, baby. I'm not offended at all. My name is Jamie Grace, by the way. This is the Jamie Grace Podcast, a show that bridges the gap between pop culture and mental health, and I'm so glad that you're here. Um, this has been a fun, yet, uh, exhausting, as you might be able to imagine, I guess it's exhausting for a lot of people. Um, it's been an interesting week for, for my crew and I dealing with some health stuff. Um, not really spending a ton of time with family because just trying to keep everybody safe and all that kind of thing. Um, so, well, I am with my family, my husband and my kid, but extended family, haven't really seen them. Um, but... I did turn 30 yesterday. Um, I am now officially like super grown up. I'm like very much like a, like an adult person. I know a lot about books and travel and sports and cuisine. I know everything now because I'm 30. Um, I've literally wanted to turn 30 my entire life. I've been talking about it since I was about seven years old. So turning seven, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so turning 30 was a big deal for me. It is a big deal for me. And I'm so happy I made it. Um, I was awakened on my birthday morning by our two year old who sleeps in the middle of us. Um, she woke up and so I was awake at that point. Um, it was pretty dark because it was like 6am, 5 something am, something like that. And my dear husband, he, he went downstairs I and I figured he was, you know, he was just on there. Like well, he went downstairs and I was like, well, Okay, wow. I'm so good at telling stories. So, in case you don't know, I have ADHD, a couple other things, but you know, that's a lot of the storytelling of this podcast. It's just like, let's just go with the flow of whatever happens in my brain. Um, So, my husband, he went downstairs for something. I just, assume, well, okay. So, he did the whole like, good morning, happy birthday. Blah, blah, and I was like, ah, and, you know, the baby was excited, all this stuff. And then he goes downstairs, and I'm like, oh, he's probably just going to get an orange juice or something. I don't know, you know, do what you do. It's Thanksgiving as observed in America. Um, but he goes downstairs and after he's down there for a few minutes, I'm like, Oh, okay. It's like a birthday thing. Now my presumption was that he was going to make like one of my favorite breakfasts, um, which is when he makes me like a cheese omelet. I love cheese uh, so much. If you couldn't tell by the intro of this episode, Um, I love cheese a whole lot And so I thought he was making me a cheese omelet But uh, he was not Because he was down there for like 7 minutes And I was about to text him and be like okay, maybe you got distracted or something, but like, could you bring up some snacks? Like what, <laughs> whatever. Um, anyways, like I said, it was super dark in the whole house. And eventually we, I see like at the steps just like orange and I'm like, oh, the house is on fire. JK, this guy had Amazon primed cookies and cream cake and went downstairs to put 30 candles on it and risked his life To bring this cake up the steps. It was like actually one of the sweetest things ever. I think... Like, yeah, I can actually 100% say that it was my favorite way to wake up on my birthday. It was the sweetest thing, um, that he just cuts this corner with like, and if you know me at all, I don't really like sweets, but cookies and cream is, it's a, it's a different thing. I love it a whole lot. And so him cutting that corner with that birthday cake with all those candles made me so happy. And then he sang happy birthday. Then Bella sang it by herself after she doesn't like to sing happy birthday with people, um, She's really into, like, uh, like having, like, the spotlight. Don't know where she gets that from. Every – both of her parents, like, were both just, like, very mild and modest and, like, dignified. Um, but, yeah, it was really sweet. And so um, happy birthday to me. I have, like I said, wanted to be 30 forever. And so that was just the sweetest way to wake up. Um, we spent the rest of the day together, um, and it's just, it's just, it's just been really nice. And my parents and sister or her husband, they've just been sending over so many gifts and all this, like, it's just been so nice. Everybody on social media has been so sweet. Thank you for all the messages. Some of you guys venmo and Cash Apped me. I ain't mad about that at all. Bruh, thank you for supporting your favorite indie artist, or maybe one of your top 20 favorite indie artists, or maybe... Um, Maybe I'm not your favorite at all. And that's okay. You know, so today's episode (laughs) is, is a pep talk for singles, and I'm excited to jump into it. It's actually it's gonna be five things, um, five things to remember this holiday season, because I know that this the, the holiday season can be very interesting and it can bring about a lot of feelings. And so we're going to jump in and talk about five specific things uh, for singles this holiday season. And if they're encouraging to you, um, all I ask is that, you know, you share with a friend or something like that. You send it over to a buddy, send it over to a pal and say, hey, buddy, hey, pal, I think you'd like what I heard today, you know? So send it over to a buddy or a pal. And uh, I bet they'd, I bet they'd like it a lot, eh? I bet they would. (laughs) Anyways, let's jump into um, the first reminder, yeah? (laughs) All right, so the first thing that we're going to remember is that it's okay to be content and joyful. I I hope that this is a message that you guys have heard from my content a lot. I hope that if you are already subscribed to the show or if you follow my YouTube channel for a while, I hope that you hear this and you're like, oh yeah, Jamie Grace talks about that kind of stuff all the time because that's something that, especially from married people, I don't feel like gets talked about enough. Um, a lot of you guys know I'm a Christian, so especially in Christian circles, it just doesn't get talked about enough. The concept of just like being content and joyful in your singlehood. I mean, if even if we want to like make a pop cultural reference and talk about like one of my favorite people ever, Elsa. Right, I love her so much, and she's so joyful and content in her singlehood, it's not even a huge part of you know the storyline as far as the movie Frozen goes, and just being content and joyful like you. The reason why, and the reason why I really want to emphasize on both of those, both content and joyful, because I think a lot of times, especially when Christians want to use the word content, it's like it's almost like this, like like, this, like, sad acceptance of it, like, this kind of, like, okay, well, you better just accept that singlehood is where you are, like, this is the season for being single, so, uh, you know, get your rocking chair and just deal with it, and it it just, it almost kind of, like, makes single people, I don't know, man, it's, like, but it's, like, almost, like, takes the joy out of it, almost, like, you have to be content so that you can get the next part, like you gotta be satisfied. do will never be satisfied. You gotta be satisfied so that you can get the next, the next present, which is a spouse. And that's the best part of life when you get married. Um, and I don't like talking to single people like that. <laughs> it's not helpful. It's not realistic. It's not biblical. It's not beneficial. Um, there you know, if you're like, chances are, you guys have heard a million people say this stuff before I'm not saying anything revolutionary right now. Like I said, I hope that you're hearing this and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because these, these are not brand new ideas, right? I don't need to present new ideas, right? Oh my gosh. I got to, I would, I did not pull it up before. And so I'm not going to try to quote it and then mess it up. But in Ecclesiastes, there's a verse talking about how like, there's nothing new under the sun. This is not new information, right? Being married is not better than being single and being single is not better than being married these are just different seasons and you're in the season of singlehood and you're and like (laughs) and that is okay and that is beautiful um that's actually a single that I wrote and um it's the best song in the world um okay um anyways but yeah man like it's okay it's okay to be single and it's okay to be content where you are and to be joyful about it. It's okay to show up at Christmas or Thanksgiving or New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, whatever it is. It's okay to be in any of those holidays and to be like, yeah. Like if somebody's like, oh, are you seeing anyone? Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I remember, I remember I, I've told the story a bajillion times before. I just bit my lip and it really hurt. Uh, I told the story a bajillion times before, but there was a, there was a, a, a radio DJ that interviewed me anywhere between four plus years ago, I was like trying to think of when I got married, uh, married for three and a half years, four years, three and a half years. I don't do numbers. Um, but four plus years ago and he was like, "Well, oh, do you want to be married? Are you looking for a man and all this stuff? And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, it'd be cool to be married. Like, cause I wanted to be married, but I, uh, it wasn't his business. Um, and he was like, well, I remember he just basically was asking like, how often was I dating? And I, it was, first of all, a very inappropriate question for a myriad of reasons, a multitude of reasons. I've been saying a myriad a lot lately. I don't know if it has, I don't know why. I don't even know how to properly use that word. Anyways, I just remember in my head being like, first of all, this is inappropriate. Um, second of all, welcome to how the industry talks to women. Uh, another topic. You get it, T-Swiss. Um, wow, that was, that was the most like millennial mom thing to be like, look at me. I'm going to reference a celebrity. Um what am I trying to say? I have ADHD. Oh, yes, I do. I, I told him like, I was going in like a couple of dates a year. I don't even know what it was at the time. It didn't matter. It's not his business. What I'm getting at is that his response was just like, well, that's not a lot. <laughs> and I was just like, like in my head, I'm like, I'm sitting at this microphone because I wrote a song that is so good. I had to fly here and talk to you about it. That's, (laughs) that's, and that's not me being conceited. That's me being honest about my skill level. Ah, that's so, that's so hard for me to say. My therapist would be so proud of that. Um, and yet you're asking, you're telling me I don't go on enough dates. (laughs) I've been busy boo i've been busy and so yeah so it's okay to be content it's okay to be content and joyful like you don't i don't need a prince to party like a princess it's okay to be content and be joyful the end that's it that's the end of the podcast i hope everybody liked it (laughs) i've changed all your lives with my revolution which button am i supposed to press guys send it to the press call off the show So number two, (laughs) if you're watching this on like Spotify, which I hope you're watching this on Spotify, if you're just listening anywhere, um, then you should know that you can watch this on Spotify. Uh, I forgot where my camera was and I was like, so... Uh, number two, it's okay to dream about what the future could hold. Um, and note that I say what the future could hold. And I say that for a couple of reasons. One, because I never want to give a false hope of just like, it's okay to dream about the husband that God made for you that is seven foot four and he is perfect. I know that nobody else's husband's perfect, but yours is and all four of your kids are um, everything's perfect. I'm not going to lie to you, but I also like to say what the future could hold. Well, okay. So yeah, one, I like to say it because I don't want to be unrealistic. And then two, I like to say it um, because <laughs> you don't know what the future holds. Was that the second reason? I don't know. I got lost somewhere in there. What I'm trying to get at is that as much as we want to be like totally cool with being like, yeah, Elsa, like thanks Elsa for helping me remember that it's like, okay to like be completely independent and confident like Moana as well like I love I love Disney princesses and I'm also a mom of a two-year-old so that's a lot of what is my life right now um but as much as we see these stories and we appreciate these stories and we're inspired by them that we also think about Anna as well you know when she's singing the song for the first time in forever and she is just so beautifully like what if I can meet that one um I have you know no shame in reminding you guys or just saying for anybody that might need to hear it that you know the whole the one thing that's another episode but that's not something we want to uh, you know idolize or fantasize over not so much that. But just the concept that there could be something different in the future, it's okay. Being content with singlehood does not mean that you are completely avoiding anything that could happen in the future. Um, We don't really talk about, you know, having more kids publicly just because people have just been getting way too fascinated with my uterus um, ever since I got married. And so people just ask way too many questions. Um, But just because we have one kid doesn't mean that we're like, oh, we can't have another kid ever again like, no, we can only be parents to one child, right? Like, it's okay to dream about what the future could hold and to hope for the future. Um, it doesn't mean that you map out what you would idealize as like a perfect future, and then you shut down if these things don't work out perfectly. Um, that's not healthy. <laughs> but um, it's okay to dream about the future, to hope for it, to pray for it, to have conversations with people in your life about the the future, you know, well, what do you think it would be like if we did this or if we had that? Like, it's okay to do that. I think about my friend Courtney. Um, she's been married for maybe about ten years, and she's amazing. She actually texted me today, and I need to text her back. Um, <laughs> she is, um, she is a mom of three and uh my husband and I like I said we have one little girl and Courtney and I have dreamt our whole friendship over 12 years of friendship almost um we have dreamt about living near each other and our kids getting to grow up together and play together and at this point um our kids have actually never met <laughs> and um it's so sad to think about that but that's just the reality of you know her she and her husband living in one part of the country us living in another part of the country um I stayed with them when the babies were she has twins that are like six or five years old now I stayed with them when the twins were really young and also they came and stayed for the weekend when we got married and so they got like in the same state that 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 story got weird in my head and then also the babies uh came to the wedding and stuff so it's like and Courtney was in our wedding I was in Courtney and JP's wedding um And it's just, like, all these beautiful memories that we have together, yet none of the memory that, like, nothing... That is the dream that we've talked about. I, I, I'm, I'm processing this in real time, if you can't tell. Uh, but I've never actually thought about that before. We've had so many incredible moments together in our friendship and our sisterhood, but we've actually never lived out the one dream that we have always talked about since we were in college together, which was living near each other, our husbands, you know, being right there, being able to like hang out with each other because we're going to be hanging out with us all the time, and the kids growing up together, playing in the front yard. We've never had that dream, but it's so much fun to continue to talk about it. Literally every time we talk, it's still a conversation piece and, um, yeah, <laughs> it's just it's sometimes sad because we miss each other so much, but we have continue to have amazing memories and connection. And I say that, you know, in the context obviously that's a platonic relationship, a platonic friendship. But when you're talking about love and romance as well, and you desire to be loved, you desire to love in a romantic way, in in a marriage, in a long a long-term dating relationship, you know, that is healthy and moving forward. Like when you desire these things you don't have to put them on the back burner because you're content, because you're joyful about being single. You can still have these hopes. You can still have these dreams. And I promise you, they are an absolutely beautiful thing. The other day, my brother-in-law was asking for my help and buying a gift for my sister. And he jokingly called me head elf. Except it wasn't totally a joke. I loved gift giving and list curating, but y'all this year, head elf responsibilities just might be too much. And the best way to make a gift giving easier is to try Elfster. It's the number one secret Santa app in the world. And with Elfster, you can create a free gift giving exchange by setting the date, the budget, and letting Elfster take care of all the busy work. Add gifts to your wish list from all the brands you love like Amazon, Etsy, Sephora and more. And when you share your wish list with your family and friends, you can make sure that everybody gets a gift that they really want. So go to elfster.com or download the Elfster app today. And of course, thank you Elfster for sponsoring the Jamie Grace podcast. All right, friends. So I hope you enjoyed that quick little commercial break. We are going to do number three of this list. Things to remember for singles. I hope you're enjoying um, this pep talk. So number three, uh, remember that consequences last longer than the feelings of desperation. Um, I'm going to say that one again. So consequences last longer than the feeling of desperation. Sometimes when we're desperate, when we feel Absolutely alone um, and secluded, we can make choices that we likely wouldn't make in other scenarios. And so we can get so, so, so desperate, and then we do something, and then we have to suffer the consequence of the thing that we've done. Um, and it can not be so great. So, um, for example, I'll, like, I'll just, let me just think of an example of something that I've personally never experienced. Right. So like, um, you're absolutely, you're hungry and not like in a way of like, Oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to get something to eat because if you're hungry, you should go get something to eat. Right. But I'm just talking about like, like a more of a like a more of like a dramatic hunger like you've got food on the way but you want to eat something at home or you like want to eat way too much like you've already eaten dinner a couple times and dessert and you're like you know like like a holiday situation where you're like oh I just really want some more food and again there's like food is a good thing to do. Uh, but like, okay. So like, let me just be honest. I'm talking about personal experience. I've had those situations in life where, uh, it'll be like 4am and I'm just thinking about that Thanksgiving mac and cheese. And I'm like, you know what I need right now? I need to remember how beautiful it was. So I'll go eat it and, uh, it won't be worth it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like uh, it was worth it at eight o'clock when I ate it with my family, but at 4 a.m. when I should have just gone back to sleep or just drank some water, um, now I'm up with a stomach ache and I'm dealing with the consequences of having eaten this mac and cheese. Oftentimes we have these feelings of desperation and there are better choices that we could make, but our desperation or our personal choices lead us into doing things and we suffer consequences. And if we want to talk about this in the context of singlehood, Sometimes this can happen, and I'm not going to go into too many details here because I'm just not, but um, if you do have kids around, they probably this probably is not for them, probably not super beneficial for, like, what, under 16, under 18, just to be safe. Um, but, you know, a lot of times, like, if you're super desperate and it's around the holidays, like, just be mindful of the fact that a text from your ex or being in a, you know, a a private area, like a physically, you know, like turned the corner with some guy from high school that you haven't seen in five, 10, 15 years. And you know, you're not attracted to him. You know, you're not interested in him, but he has lips and you have lips and he has hands and you have hands. And so you just think, (laughs) why not? You know what I mean? Let's just flap around and see what happens. Sometimes the consequences <laughs> the consequences last longer than the feelings of desperation. These thoughts of like, well, I'm home for the weekend, so um, you know, I'm back in my small town for the weekend, so might as well hook up with this person, or might as well just make out with this person. And it's not even always about physical intimacy. I mean, it could just be a matter of like, oh, I'm going to just go on a date with this person because I feel lonely, or because I want a free meal, or I'm going to invite this person to Thanksgiving dinner, even though I know I don't want a relationship with them, but I don't want to be embarrassed by my aunt again. Like whatever it might be, these things could allow you to suffer consequences emotionally, mentally, Uh, personally, like physically, that will last so much longer than that initial feeling um, of desperation, right? I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna drink some water. This is like one of my first times doing my podcast, like, almost 100% live. So... for thinking about what i said (laughs) (laughs) okay so these consequences can last so much longer let's take it from more of a comical perspective The the, the movie I think of, I know this movie has been been done so many different ways at this point, this theme, Um, but I think about like My Fake Fiance. It was an old ABC Family movie before it was called Freeform. There's also one called Holiday in Handcuffs, which sounds a lot sketchier now that I think about it. And then there's also, this one's less comical, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time, While You Were Sleeping with Sandra Bullock. You guys, I think Sandra Bullock am I, is my words. Words are hard. I think Sandra Bullock is my favorite actress. The other day, I was trying to figure out what all my favorite movies were, so I wrote down like fifteen movies, and she was in. I think like more than half of them, and I was like, Sandra, Sandra. Um, While you're sleeping is a, a really good holiday movie, by the way, if you're looking for just something good and emotional and just. Uh, just something to connect with, but especially if you are feeling really overwhelmed with being single and you don't want to face being alone and being isolated. And you might be thinking to yourself, man, I just wish all of this could change. Anything is better than this. Then you need to watch while you are sleeping <laughs> because it is a really powerful movie about how the consequences of our actions um, will definitely last longer than any type of feeling that we might be having. And that's not to discredit feelings. That's not to say that feelings are irrelevant or any less significant because feelings are major. Feelings are necessary. Uh, But again, they still don't outweigh the consequences of when we make choices um, that we definitely should not be making. All right, guys, so we've got two more and I'm gonna jump through these for you guys. We've got number four, which is people are going to get on your nerves around the dinner table and also on the internet. And also everywhere else, it's it's one of those things that is inevitable, right? We we can't shake that off completely. When you're, I've said this on the on my podcast for for a while, and um, again, Ecclesiastes, New it with the sun. A lot of people have said this. Um, but when you're single, people are constantly going to be asking you, well, when are you going to get engaged? And when you're engaged, they are going to ask when you're going to get married. When you're married, they're going to ask when you're going to have a kid. It's going to go on and on and on. So people are always going to be irritating. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I've been very open about being, when I was single, I was so open, so transparent about being single and wanting to be married. And then I got married and people were obsessed with my uterus. And when I was going to have a child, then we have a child and people are like, well, where's the next one? And I'm like, I, I don't want to, you know, it, it's, it's a constant cycle of people asking those questions. And so the reminder within this reminder that I'd like to give you is find the balance between not being disrespected and not causing unnecessary distance, right? So um, notice I didn't say disruption because I'm not against disruption. If someone is disrespecting you, if someone's being rude or or dare I say even vulgar or aggressive, someone's offended you, insulted you. Um, it's okay to cause a disruption. You know, I'm not saying that you have to go throw in stuff and including like punches. Like don't do that. You know, you don't have to like cuss people out or, you know I don't know. I can't I am sure to think of more violent things. You don't have to be violent. <laughs> um, but you could cause a disruption by way of saying, hey, I don't like when you you say that to me or whatever. I actually can't give you a list of examples because to try to cross all cultural lines right now and say how to address people would be really challenging. Um, But uh, you don't have to just be talked to any type of way. What I'm saying is find find the balance between not being uh, disrespected and not causing unnecessary distance. Sometimes people will say things that will be hurtful and annoying and kind of dumb, but – you speaking up or saying something else about it could cause some unnecessary distance and some tension and some, you know, not being invited back next year or whatever. And maybe it's worth it to you. I don't know the vibe, um, but sometimes it's just worth it to take a deep breath and say, God bless you. (laughs) Sometimes it might be worth it to, you know, show up to a holiday thing that you're invited to and not stay as long. Uh, Sometimes it might be worth it to, you know, roll your eyes or laugh something off and just say, Okay. Sometimes it's worth it to call someone out and say that made me feel uncomfortable and if you say stuff like that again, I'm not coming back. <laughs> Sometimes it's worth it to have a really good clap back that will shut a situation down. <laughs> I remember this has nothing to do with singlehood. I remember being on a tour and there was another artist and I got picked on a lot on the, you know, the tours that I did because I was 19 and charting or topping charts. That's how you say it, uh, around a bunch of adults, uh, that like older adults. And so I think a lot of people felt the need to just kind of tear me down. So I kind of got bullied a lot, like in catering and stuff like that with other artists. And I remember I was in a catering situation and a a known artist, um, a, a dude about 30 years, my senior, uh, from like tables away, cracked a very solid joke at my career. Um, and by solid joke, I mean, bold, uh, it was a poor joke. He, he's too old to be trying. And so, uh, he cracked this joke and, um, about how ugh, I can't really make, I can't really say what it was without giving away who it was. And he doesn't deserve that kind of attention, but, um, he made this joke and, A couple people kind of looked at me to see how I would take it. And so I opened up my laptop and within seven, eight seconds, I pulled up a song of his from about 10 songs prior that made the same cheesy joke reference that my song did that he was picking on. And I played it out loud and I said, oh, like this. And then everybody laughed. And, um, you know, was it my claim to uh, fame? Yeah. I still think about it every day. I'm like, yeah, I did that. I did that. Uh, I don't think about it every day. Um, but what I'm getting at is that sometimes it's worth it to do that. Sometimes it's worth it to respectfully and calmly be able to say, hey, let me just rapa, you know? So pray on that. Meditate on that. We're not here to cause unnecessary distance. You see what I mean? We're not here to cause discord. Because that artist that I was talking about, I uh, not on like a super personal level, but in the last couple years- heard his song play and sent like a public tweet or something like hey you know good song still listening to it today or something like that so it's fine there's no unnecessary distance there's no restraining order no fight no whatever um so pray on that think on these things <laughs> make good choices um but yeah find the balance for sure and know that people will always be getting on your nerves around the dinner table, on the internet, and everywhere else. So be wise about where we choose um, to take action. Okay, so the fifth and final reminder is that you will know love, you will show love, and you will be loved. I hope that that feels like a bold claim about your future family because it is absolutely true. Look, I don't know what the dynamic of your future family will be like, but I know something is true for you that was true for me when I was single and is still true for me today. Um, And that is the truth and the value of love, right? A lot of times, and I say this, I've said this a couple times already today, but I'll say it again. Very specifically in Christian culture, when we talk about family and when we talk about desiring family and desiring to have a home that is welcome and loving and fun, we immediately think the perfect marriage. First of all, a perfect marriage does not exist. Um, but second of all, when I'm telling you guys, when I'm talking right now about this promise that was for me and that is for you and that is still for me, um, I'm talking about, well, maybe I'm talking about marriage. I, I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know as far as for you guys. Right. Um, I mean, I'm married, but I'm not trying to. Okay. That got awkward. I wasn't, (laughs) at first it sounded like I was being like, well, I'm married, but I don't know about you. What I'm getting at is like, when it comes to your future, I don't know if this bold claim that I'm making is about you and your spouse. I don't know if it's about your future biological child. I don't know if it's about your future child that is brought to you through um, adoption. I don't know if I'm talking about your village where it's you and close friends and their children. And um, I I don't know if I'm talking about you and the work that you will do with your local community and serving families to keep families from their children being in a long-term foster care situation and really pushing toward reunification and you being a significant and beautiful part of the village that helps to build these families and connect these families. I don't know if I am ta- I don't I don't I don't know your future, yeah, but I know that there is love there. And I know that there is always love to be known and there is always love to be shown and that you will receive that love as well. I would never compare you know, the love of, you know, husband and wife and a couple kids, right? Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, if you've always wanted to be married, all you have to go do is have kids, you'll be content. Like, I'm not saying that they're the same thing. But I am saying that I was in a season, of, I was in a place in my life of just like, truly desiring family and just truly desiring to like, be that home with seven, eight, nine, fourteen 14 children. Um, that like everybody could just like come to my house all the time whenever they want it and just like eat all the food and play all the sports and do all the things and like we'd be the coolest house ever we'd have the best backyard all that stuff and um we don't have that and (laughs) like yeah we could have it in the future but like first of all we live on the west coast so having a backyard is not really a thing that everybody has um and then second of all um we don't. We have one child who is the best, mind you. <laughs> She's the best kid ever. But we have one kid. We don't have seven, eight, nine, twelve children like I always thought I would have by the age of thirty. I know a lot of people might be like, "Jamie, you're so young." That's not what this podcast is about. Don't be that person. Don't do that. Don't go there because that's not what we do here. That's not the vibe. Um, what I'm getting at is that I, my life looks different as a thirty year old than I thought it would. Then I dare say hoped it would I thought by 30 my husband and I would have a whole bunch more kids um a whole bunch more square footage and would have changed a whole bunch more of the world that's what I thought I also didn't think we'd be in a global pandemic but what we do have that I hoped for is so much love and I don't say that as a cop-out. I don't say that to be cheesy. I say it because it's true. So I promise you that. Your future family, you will know love, you will show love, and you will be loved. And it is a beautiful thing. And I'm excited for you to be content today and tomorrow and be hopeful today and tomorrow, and I cannot wait to hear all of the stories of all of your absolutely beautiful love. One of the things that I've found pretty difficult about having a personality where people often hear you talking and laughing and rambling about some of your favorite things is that when you're not really in the mood to talk and laugh and have a good time, it's hard to tell people that you don't want to talk because you don't want to talk. I've had moments where I start to just emotionally withdraw because I am so outgoing and having such a good time with friends or on social media. And then when I'm by myself or when I'm about to fall asleep at night, I'm overthinking and I'm overanalyzing and I'm stressed out. You guys, I am so grateful and I feel so privileged to have grown so much, especially in these last four or five years when it comes to my own mental health and my own emotional wellness and taking care of myself. And one of the main ways that I do that, one of the main ways that I show up weekly is by going to counseling. If you've ever considered going to counseling, if you've ever considered talking to a therapist, I hope that you can consider this as one more nudge in that direction. And I hope that you will give Faithful Counseling a try. Faithful Counseling is a website where you can text with your therapist, you can do a video chat, or even a phone call. And you can even talk to a couple of different therapists until you really find somebody that you connect with and someone that, you know, kind of understands you. They can talk to you about faith and spiritual things, but also about anxiety and stress and anything that you want to talk about or learn more about. You can talk, you can listen, whatever makes the most sense for you. So if you're struggling with anxiety, loneliness, or frustration, and you want a safe space, you should consider giving Faithful Counseling a try. You can go to faithfulcounseling.com slash jamiegrace and get 10% off of your first month. The link is in the show notes, but again, that is faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. All right, friends, thank you so much for listening to the Jamie Grace podcast. It really does mean so much to me, and I could not make this show without you, especially those that choose to hop on over to patreon.com slash jamiegrace and sponsor the show. And I want to do a couple of quick shout outs because it's something that when you join the team, when you join the crew over at Patreon, I go ahead and say hey to you here on the podcast. So thank you so much to Mary Lynn, to Jocelyn, to Megan or Megan. I have a friend named Megan and now I say all Megans as Megan. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) Megan McDaniel, SD dawson Paul and Tara, and also Lindelwa. That is a really cool name. Lindelwa? That's that is so pretty. Thank you guys so much. So those are a couple of the new shout-outs. Thank y'all so much. Those people have actually, um, their shout-out was a little overdue. I'm sorry. I love you so much. So <laughs> thank you so much for um, being a part of the team over at patreon.com slash jamiegrace. I'm an independent artist, producer, and podcast host. And so when you join Patreon, you help keep my music and my podcast alive. So thank you so, so 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 much. Speaking of my music, I recently released a song called Show Love featuring my big sister Morgan Harper Nichols. Um so in case you like music, you just might like listening to that. But any any who's what is any who's? What is who says that, Jamie Grace? Um thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. You're really cool humans. You're all so pretty and I hope everybody has showered this week shower today oh everybody showers today um, so go out there and live your best life <laughs> what is happening right now um thanks for listening be good people um okay bye <laughs>